Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for you. This man is my 200th interview since starting Slasher Scotty. So I'm really excited about having him on for my 200th guest. So please welcome Chris Obraki, if I pronounced that correctly. Yes, you did. Awesome. <laughs> and he. <laughs> and he played the ringmaster in Shriek Show. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to have you on. Um, so the first question I got for you is, how did you get your start into acting? Oh, gosh. Let me let me dust my cobwebs off here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I actually, I started off as a child actor, and I did a lot. I never was really in front of a, of a camera when I was a kid. It was more just a lot of stage productions and church plays and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then um, when, then, you know, as I got a little bit older and I, you know, you know, when we're growing up and you're going through the whole puberty thing and trying to find who you are, when you get into high school and everything, you kind of, you get, gain other interests. Well, it wasn't until I got into, into high school that theater kind of came back around in my life again. And I got involved in the drama club and by senior year, I was vice president of it. So, <laughs> and, um, but you know, really what I really wanted to do, and I took a couple acting classes in college too, but what I really wanted to do was had always wanted to do was film and television. So right. um, a it's about my second semester of college. I had a talk with my family and I said, Hey, look, this is what I really want to do. I want to get a foot in the door while I'm still young and I can grow and, advance in this field while I'm at this age. So I said, give me a year. If I don't have a foot in the door, then I'll change my major to something else. So <laughs> lo and behold, I um, I landed my for a very, very tiny little part walk on part in uh touchstone pictures step up with Channing Tatum. Nice. So that was nice. uh that kind of kicked off the the ball rolling. Nice. That's awesome. So that was your foot in the door right there. Channing Tatum and Step Up. That's amazing. Um, so we know that you also are, invo uh, are involved in Shriek Show. So how did you get involved with this uh, production? You know, it was really funny how this production really came to be. Mm -hmm. I, uh, my company, my where I work is we have a Halloween party every year. I mean, obviously we didn't have one last year, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, because of times. Mm -hmm. But, um, I decided I've always loved scary clowns. Like when I first saw Tim Curry and it, it just terrified me so much. And I often get comparisons to Tim Curry. So I always take that with a high honor because he's a wonderfully, wonderfully talented man. Absolutely. And, um, but I dressed up as this sort of this ring. We were doing like a, like a, a haunted house at the, at the party. And we decided to do kind of like a scary circus. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I was going to dress up as like a scary ringmaster clown. <laughs> and, you know, that's not something that you really see too often. So I dressed yeah. up as, it. you know, we took a lot of photos and then um, I had already been working with director Brad Twig mm -hmm. a couple years prior to this. I, he cast me in, in, um, I had actually taken a break from film prior to this and Brad took a chance on me and said, Hey, I, um, I've heard a lot of great things about you. You know, I know you're trying to get back into, into the film industry. You know, would you 
like this part in my movie. So the, the rest is history. Awesome, <laughs> but, awesome. Uh, but giving you a little brief history and, it, and getting to my point. So he saw the pictures of me as the ringmaster and he said, I like this. I want to use this guy in a movie someday. And then it just kind of started the development process. I was like, okay, what kind of movie can we do with this guy, with this ringmaster? Obviously it's going to have to be a, a Halloween themed movie because mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't love a Halloween themed movie? Mm -hmm. I mean, John Carpenter's Halloween is my favorite movie of all time. Absolutely. So it actually plays a big, a, a good little chunk in, in uh, Shriek Show. So yeah. And that's just kind of how it came to be. It was all based on a costume. And now here we are a few years later and we got a whole movie based around, <laughs> around this character. So it's pretty surreal and pretty great. Right. So the next part is a two-part question. So for those unaware, can you let us know what Shriek Show is about? And can you tell us a bit about your character in Shriek Show, the ringmaster, and what can we expect from him? Well, Shriek Show is about, it is a Halloween-themed horror anthology. Okay. So kind of in the vein of, you know, the now classic Trick or Treat and Tales of Halloween and everything. So we, it's about a group of friends that they're kind of bored as with typical teenagers are on Halloween night and oh, they're going to sneak into this seemingly abandoned uh, carnival. But the thing is, the carnival is way off in the woods, you know, like who, who, that right there should be your kind of your your red flag like you know why is there a carnival in the woods and right sneak in there and something's not right about all this and then they and they discover that the carnival isn't abandoned after all and they encounter this the ringmaster as he likes to call himself and he is he is the best word to describe him is sinister like he's more He's sort of from his, the way he speaks is not really of this, this country. And we really don't know too much about him in this movie because, you know, that was kind of the thing that I said to Brad. I was like, I don't want to give him too much. I think that makes him scarier that, and that's going to give the audience, you know, get their minds working like, Hey, what is, who is this guy? Where is he yeah, from? Because yeah. I mean, nowadays, everything is basically handed to an audience on a silver platter. Everything's mm -hmm. always needs a backstory and it's, it's annoying. You know, I, I want I want the mystery of that character to mm -hmm. evolve over time. Yeah. Absolutely. And like Rob Zombie's Halloween, like he had um, that backstory of Michael Myers and it's like, we don't need that backstory of Michael Myers. What makes Michael Myers scary yeah, what makes Michael Myers scary is the mystique of his evilness and why he's doing this and that and the other. Right, like it, it's it's insane. Um, so I seen the, like the pictures of you as the ringmaster. Now you have long hair. Now did you cut your hair for that role? Oh no, I just I threw it up in a, a man bun, and actually it's kind of it's kind of good because it keeps my I have wear a very big top and heavy top hat in that film so it keeps my hat kind of center and secure on the top nice. of my head <laughs> nice nice that's awesome so what was the best part about filming free uh shriek show and what was the worst all right well let me do the um the worst first <laughs> the worst first 
So honestly, the worst part of filming this film, I mean, as with any film, you know, you run into definitely snags in the road with productions and everything. Well, we hit a major snag and that was COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, originally we had a we had a set shooting schedule. We were filming from September 2019 to November 2019. And one of the segments was actually sort of like a summer-like segment. So we were supposed mm-hmm. to have almost about eight, 98% of principal photography finished by November, 2019. Yeah, and yeah. then COVID, and then we were going to do the, the last segment in May when, you know, the leaves were yeah, green yeah. again and everything. So that was literally the last thing we were going to do. And then we were going to be fully wrapped. We were going to have it, you know, start editing the editing process. Yeah. And we were hoping to have a premiere for it uh, in October of 2020. 20 last year but obviously the pandemic had other plans for the world so it really set us back almost a almost a whole year of production I mean we were lucky enough to resume production not until October of last year so but we had to have people giving getting COVID tests consistently we had temp checks it was a it was a whole big thing so you know this yeah. pandemic definitely was not kind to to this film production and yeah especially also, when you have 98 percent done and then you literally have the ending to do and then it's like yeah. i can't do this ending i have to wait a whole year to do the ending pretty much yeah, yeah. but you know what in a way it kind of worked out a little i want to say maybe a little bit better because now this is going to segue into the, the pros of this production and that's we were able to film some extra things this October that we didn't get the chance to film last year during, you know, when we resumed production or back in November of 2019. We have a whole opening credits montage that is going to be such an homage to a very popular sequel in the horror genre. And it, I've seen footage of it and it's, you, you guys are going to love it. And Absolutely. You guys are going to be in the theater and be like, oh, man, they totally did that. And, you know, so but other than that, uh, some more pros was just, you know, we had a great cast and everybody that, you know, God bless everybody on this production that stayed with it despite all the setbacks. We, I mean, but we did have some actors that didn't even show up to set. And I mean, def- they will not be working for us again. We'll say yeah. that that's just completely inconsiderate and unprofessional oh, yeah. and uh but we i mean we like uh, really just our cast we we had a great cast we had some great locations too mm-hmm. so i was just surprised that we'd even gotten these locations and i remember walking onto the set the first day and i was just like <laughs> this is this is real this is happening this this oh my God, we're here. This is Shriek Show. This is we're we're rolling. Right, absolutely. <laughs> it's always a great feeling. It really is. So, do you have like any memorable stories from set when filming this movie? Oh God, I mean, I have a lot of funny stories. I mean, there's way <laughs> too many of those. Um, I want to say really my favorite moment, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, I'm being a little biased here. Uh, yeah. One of our actresses in the film. We I mean, we have some great cameos from some leading ladies in the horror genre. So. So we have uh, we have Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp. We have Beverly Randolph from Return of the Living Dead, and we also have Tuesday Night from Nightmare on Elm Street Four, which is ironically my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street. So my personal favorite time was was getting to work with with Tuesday because you know it was you know that not only is it my favorite Freddy movie, but I actually wrote the all of her scenes and all of her dialogue. 
And just being there, you know, I picked her up and drove her to set and everything. And it was funny because she was, she actually was getting in the process of getting the same car as me that I have. So, so we were talking, I was kind of explaining to her all about Kia Souls and everything. And, she, and then when she got back to LA, she, she texted me and she was like, I got it. That's awesome. Well, funny story. I have a Kia Soul as well. Hey, there we go. It's such a great car. It is. <laughs> but, um, you know, just working, getting to work with this this iconic actress in the film genre and the horror genre that I grew up watching for so many years, and her mm-hmm. just asking me like, "Chris, you know, is this enough? Do you want me to give a little bit more here in this part? Do you, you know, do you need me to pull back?" And I, I'm just like, "Wow, this is this is this is a moment in time." And yeah, so so Tuesday, if you if you watch this, love you, girl. Absolutely. And if she's watching this, I really want to have you on my show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was the hardest part about bringing the ringmaster to life? You know, I really think the hardest part of all was just really finding kind of like really really his dialogue almost because I wanted him to be um you know one of my big inspirations for that character was Jessica Lange's uh, character in American Horror Story okay. Freak Show of nice. Elsa Mars you know she was from another okay. country she she had that real thick accent and I really I liked that and that was that's one of my favorite seasons of the show too yeah. so and but just really kind of I had to, I watched a lot of vi- videos and did some vocal work to yeah. Yeah kind of make sure I pronounced everything properly and it was you know, that I'm going to say that really was the the most difficult part with the character and also I mean he has kind of a set makeup look but getting having to do that makeup especially when it's on film having to do it like perfect every single yeah. time so it matches for <laughs> yeah you know, and all the other seeds so that was a yeah. little that was a little bit of a bump in the road but absolutely we, like especially because like when you're doing when like obviously you're gonna you're not gonna be most productions don't film in order um if they do film in order though um you have a stopping point you're not gonna film obviously the whole movie in one day that's impossible um so you're you're if you have like just a little piece of the makeup mess you know different from the previous mm-hmm. film date it might be like, oh, it's a different day of filming. It's not going to matter. But once you get into post-production editing, and immediately when you're watching the movie, you're going to see this makeup move over to here or that makeup move over to there. It's, it's like it's literally like it's moving in thin air. Yeah, this person's like, you know, witch wart on their nose. It's like suddenly up here. And yeah. <laughs> A good example is Friday the 13th, part five, a new beginning. Uh, Melanie yeah. Keaton is Pam Roberts running through the woods. Her pink sweater is appearing and disappearing and appearing and disappearing. And I interviewed her and she's like, she's like, I hate that freaking sweater. <laughs> and it wasn't even an ugly thing. She's like, <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Yep. Um, so did you write the script? I wrote I wrote the opening credits montage and I wrote the one of the one of the stories that's in the okay. anthology when that Tuesday night is in. It's called the October Demon. Nice, nice. So when you saw like the the entire full version of the script, what were your initial thoughts about it? Like, what were you thinking about the about this movie? Did you think it was going to be a success? What were your, what was going through your mind? 
Well, of course, uh, with any uh, with any person that's involved in a, a new production and you first get that script, you know, you're you're ready. You know, you got your dynamite ready and your pencil. It's like, OK, what needs to be changed here? But, you know, I had faith in our, our main script writer. And, you know, I, I overall I really did enjoy the script. I mean, there was a couple of things of dialogue that I did change personally for my character. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm like, no, he wouldn't say that. Um, but, and also, like, my, one thing I changed was originally in the one of the original drafts of the script, my character actually had a name. Okay. And I told Brad, I said, Brad, no, he, he's just the ringmaster. I mean, if we're going to give him some, I think giving him a name humanizes him too much. Yeah. So that was that was one thing that I did personally change in the in the new script. But um but overall, I thought it. I thought it was good. The dialogue was funny. It flowed naturally, and you know, it made me laugh a few times. And there was a couple nasty, pretty nasty scenes in there. So I was like, all right, I think it. I think we got. It. I think we got a movie here. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that was the last question I really have regarding Shriek Show. I do have two more questions. The next one. Um, is uh, I know you play Lord Chancellor in the Medieval Times Dinner and <laughs> Tournament, and I have to mention this because I personally went to uh, one of the shows and I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. it was so much. Oh fun. well, good. We and always like to hear that. It's awesome, and I'm one of the. I, I'm a big World of Warcraft guy, and I love like those type of like you know medieval times. You know, eating like for example, dragon breath chili type of stuff. You know, like very <laughs> like old time yeah. stuff. And I loved when they served all that. So. How did you, how did it come about on you becoming Lord Chancellor and what was, what is this experience like? Well, you know, I started off with Medieval Times as just a, a food server and how I got, I got even in that job was just really random too, because a friend of mine had, he had an interview for there. And I, at the time I was looking, I was working at a movie theater and I was looking to get a second job. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll drive you. Cause he didn't have a car at the time. And I was like, well, I'll drive you over there. And you know, maybe I'll get an interview in myself if they'll, if they'll allow that. So, and I did, and I, I actually got hired before my friend, <laughs> but uh, so I was a server there for a while, but you know, once everybody knew that I kind of had this big, this big acting background in film and television and stage. Yeah. So they were like, you know, you have, the personality for it you have you know you have the acting chops you have the look for it you know why why don't you audition you know we please audition for the show and i've been asked a couple times over the past 10 years but i just i was doing so much film work and you know yeah. indie films and all that and i just i didn't have the availability and it's a commitment yeah doing the show and but then finally excuse me um the stars aligned and mm -hmm. In 2008, uh, we were putting in our brand new show because we actually changed the storyline of the show every five to six years. Okay. So, and I just, I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to go for it. What do I have to lose? So, and I did, and I got it. Nice. <laughs> I, I, there was a lot of auditions too. And I, I definitely beat, beat through quite a bit of, quite a bit of them. So, and I, I had a call, of course I had a call back because I had to read with some other actors and I got it. And it's, you know, I, I'm so glad that I took a chance that day and actually auditioned for it. Cause I love, love doing it. It definitely, it's actually helped really helped improve my acting as well. And makes me, cause I kind of had to reacquaint myself with 
the stage because I had been doing film and television for so long. So, but now it's like, you know, I pay attention to how I enunciate my words and, you know, different pitches and trying to, you know, stay on cue with the music lineup and everything. So it's, I, I love it. I, I can't deny it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I love the show as well. Um, like I said, I, I went there and it was, it was absolutely a blast. It was so much fun. Um, and I definitely want to go back uh, probably next year. I would love to go back. Um, so the last question I got for you, do you have any other projects in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and the viewing audience? Well, uh, <laughs> we, uh, I know that Brad and I have been, been talking and we do have a couple things that we want that are kind of in in the pipeline i mean whether some of these actually make it to the end of the pipeline we'll is we'll see but uh i will say that we have started um starting we have started jotting down ideas for shriek show two nice and we actually already have all of the so we don't we don't have all of the segments individually written right now, but we have the lineup of exactly what all of the segments are going to be, and where the ringmaster we're going to find the ringmaster this time around, and you know he's he's going to be moving his his uh, his aesthetic somewhere. He's going to be moving it out of the woods. So that's Ooh. all I can say about Shriek Show Two. Nice. Uh, so that's something I'm currently writing a, a slash. I'm currently in between two scripts right now. I, I'm writing a slasher story that it's kind of a, it's got some big influences behind it. Uh, I want to say the major influences behind it are Candyman, Silent Hill, Saw, and a little, a little touch of uh, The Village in there too. Nice. So it's, it's based on a short story that I wrote about 15 20 years ago and i'm hoping that it's going to be evidently be my directorial debut nice. so nice. that's that's something i'm working on right now and i've also created this is one thing i did create during quarantine i created a shark a shark franchise nice. <laughs> so and i don't mean no i don't mean any sharknado bs or none of that stuff yeah. you know this is like a scary scary shark story and nice kind of like a jaws I, or a meg yeah, yeah, I okay. Jaws, uh, Jaws, and Jaws Two are, you know, of course, have little influences in there, but you know, and that's, I will say this: it is not a great white. I refuse. I refuse. Their great whites are just so overused in shark yeah. stories now, and I'm like, there are switch it up. sharks out there. So, I'm currently working on the uh, third installment of it right now because when I pitch the when I pitch this around to some studios, I want to have like everything ready. I'm like, oh, by the way, I have uh, three more movies written for this, so I'm I'm working on the third one right now. So it's awesome. it's not easy writing a sequel. I can tell you that. Right. That is that is couldn't be more true. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I thank you so much, Chris, for joining me. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm, awesome. I'm thankful and honored that you, you reached out and wanted yeah. to have me on. And I'm glad that you said yes and you were able to join me. You have a yeah, great anytime. rest of your day and have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. You as well, Scotty. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye.